Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I thought I'd start with a lovely story of what happened to us today, a little bit of a follow-up on the last episode. So we dropped into Aldi just to pick up a night's groceries because I usually do the big shop on a Sunday morning. These days I tend to record the podcast a lot on a Saturday night, usually the quietest time for us of the week, but also a time of the week where I actually have enough energy in the evenings to hopefully produce a nice smooth episode. So I was just jumping into Aldi whilst the kids were in the car with my wife and my wife said, oh, can you pick up a bag of popcorn that the kids like? And I said, yeah, no problem. And she goes, actually, make it three bags. And I said, three bags? She said, yeah, yeah, don't worry. So it's only 89 cent per bag. So then I went and lo and behold, of course, Aldi had put up their prices as most of the supermarkets had done. It was now a whopping 159 a bag. So it had gone up quite a bit. And she was right. At one stage, it was 89 cent. So I reluctantly picked up the bags and brought them back to the car and sat and said, oh, you wouldn't believe it. I said, the bags have gone up from 89 cent to 159. And my six-year-old, my six-year-old turns to me and says, they've crossed the line. And I just couldn't believe it. I was in stitches. Even my six-year-old has picked up habits of frugality. So yeah, it's an interesting one. All right. It's an interesting one. But I explained to him that, look, they love the popcorn and that it doesn't really matter what the price is. We're happy to pick it up for them. So there's always, always a little bit of balance there. And conscious spending is a big part of that. And actually, I'm hoping to speak a little bit about that today and also in the next few episodes. Before we get cracking on today's episode, I also just wanted to take a moment to thank the Brendan O'Connor Show for having me on last Saturday. It was equal to having Jamie Heesop on the podcast back in 2020 in terms of achievements from the podcast. And I was absolutely delighted to be on national radio getting to talk about fire. The podcast has had quite a bit of coverage recently. So I'm so grateful and so thankful to all of the new listeners. Uh, just to put it in perspective of numbers, the number of downloads has pretty much doubled for what we would typically get on a day-to-day basis and we're getting close to having 200,000 downloads over the lifetime of the show which is super super exciting so yeah it was it was really a great privilege to be able to speak to him and uh, I was very very nervous being a podcaster you get the luxury of editing and so going on live radio you're always fearful of making a slip up or saying something that you don't really want to say and not being able to edit it out but uh, thankfully it was pretty smooth sailing and whilst the heart was beating early on once I got into the questions I was very comfortable and away laughing so I'll definitely link the interview in the show notes if you would like to have a listen I'll definitely recommend it it's only 10 minutes long but uh, as a few people came back and said to me they said oh, it was a really good summary of the fire movement inside 10 minutes and actually equally also very impressed with just the sheer number of people that listen to RT Radio 1 I couldn't believe how many people who I hadn't heard from in a while in some cases came out and said oh yeah good job on the interview so yeah it's amazingly the power that RT has I think we sometimes underestimate that but uh, yeah look it was great to great to get out and spread the spread the fire message if you are new to the show and if you are new to the fire movement then I think today's episode is the perfect 
introduction to the fire movement and it's something that i wish i had worked out at least as a formula up until now because i'm quite excited by this i actually think today's topic is going to be really really powerful and it's called the introduction to the 2020 rule and as i said it's something that i kind of worked out backwards and sometimes this happens sometimes we do this sometimes when when you're going through and, and let's talk about a fire journey and specifically you know you start your journey you don't always know the hows and the whys of how you're putting it together until you get that magic of hindsight and i think sometimes i have this fear that our portfolio has grown so much over the last five years that it's somewhat becoming a little bit difficult for me to relate to people that are just starting out on their journey because i forget right you do forget if i look at our income that we earned last year it was three times what we were earning in 2017 it's fairly significant because our expenses were less so when you looked at how much we were able to save last year it might be intimidating when you see that to wonder how that can relate to somebody's journey who might just be starting out and just by the way for anybody that's not aware if you go to firepodcast.ie and click on the newsletter if you subscribe to that newsletter you'll get usually on the first saturday of every month an email from me which has specific details on our portfolio and how that's grown over time you can actually go back for the last four or five years and see the portfolio changes so it's really useful if you want to go and check that out you need to be a subscriber it's completely free but i no longer make it public you've actually got to be a subscriber to get the information but definitely worthwhile and it's always good for me to share a little bit more than i do on the podcast in terms of the specific numbers but if you look at those numbers the amount that we're contributing and saving each month has grown fairly significantly over time so as i said that's fairly intimidating when you first look at that and you might think ah oh, yeah michael he's no longer he's no longer relatable because it's just not realistic but i'm here today to challenge that a little bit and I want to introduce this concept of the 2020 rule, which I think is the first time that I've heard of anything like this in the FIRE movement. And the basic principle is as follows. Assuming that you're currently saving nothing, and let's assume that you're earning, say, 50,000 euros a year, or at least your household brings in 50,000 euros per year, your current savings rate would be 0%. Here's some math. If you were to find a way to reduce your expenses by 20% and increase your net income by 20%, then your savings rate will go from 0% to 33%. In other words, you'll go from saving nothing to saving one third of your household income. And yes, before you get too worked up, I understand that, that taxes here do have implications. However, we can assume that you're smart enough to utilize pensions where possible and any other form of tax deferred savings that your country might have to reduce that tax bill where possible, which you might find may even increase that savings rate even further. This is effectively what we did between 2017 and starting in 2018. And it actually wasn't until I went back and looked at some of our expenses that we've been tracking and looked at our, some of our income changes that I realized that we'd roughly done that. We'd actually done a little bit better than 20% up on the income side. Thus, we were able to save around 3,000 euros a month from zero, but the numbers still work. And really, how much and how little you know, there's going to be variance in that doesn't really matter because the basic principle is the same and whether that savings rate and whether that savings rate went to 40 percent or 30 percent or 60 percent it's, it's somewhat irrelevant the point is by making changes in both directions as in reducing expenses and increasing income we're able to get the leverage that we need to boost our savings rate significantly and for many of us that will be the significant boost that we need to get our fire journeys going because as what happened to us is that we did that in year one, but each and every year we got better in that, particularly on the income side, and thus we were able to rapidly increase our savings rate pretty quickly. I am going to be covering specific episodes on reducing expenses and increasing income in the near future. However, today 
I'm going to cover how we can do that applying this rule. Okay, so we're going to start with the expenses side. So you might think about that for a second and go, 20% reduction, Mike, 20% reduction in expenses. How is that possible? Well, I'm pleased to report that if you are new to the movement and maybe have had some bad habits that have come about, that you're in a great position, you're odds on to be able to reduce your expenses by 20% because chances are there's at least 20% waste in there per month that you're currently spending that you don't even realize. However, I am going to start with just a couple of suggestions. Way back in 2019, one of the very first episodes on the podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Vince Doherty, who runs the Dublin FI Meetup Group. And Vince mentioned during the interview about the concept of fat expenses, food, accommodation, and transport. And these are a really easy initial target to try and hit. So we just had the episode a couple of weeks back on groceries, and I'd highly recommend listening to that if you guys haven't. For us as a family of five, groceries are our biggest expense. Forget tax, forget mortgage, forget car, forget everything else. Food is number one. We spend about 30 euros a day on food. Compare that to our car, we spend about five euros a day on our car. Therefore, for us as a family of five, to get on top of our food costs was our number one thing to help us get started on reducing our expenses. We did that actually by cutting out pretty much all takeaways. We only ever have takeaways now on special occasions such as birthdays, including eating out. We rarely eat out as well, unless it's a special occasion or for a friend's birthday or something like that. So very, very rare that we would eat out. I think I may have mentioned on the podcast earlier in the year, on the 1st of January, we typically eat out. And I almost joke with the waiter as we're leaving, oh, I'll see you next year. And so it's a funny old thing. But look, you've got to, you've got to make changes somewhere to do this. And this is the key. And look, if you love eating out or you love your Friday night takeaway or whatever, then we don't have to make this change. Conscious spending is a very important aspect of this. So conscious spending is a notion of value for money and working out what it is that you want to spend your money on, not just throwing your money away needlessly without thinking of the value that you're receiving. And so if your big thing is the Friday night takeaway and your life would be miserable without it, then keep it. We're not suggesting to change that at all. However, if you're not bothered if you get a takeaway or if you eat in, then naturally it's probably going to be significantly less expensive for you to just dine in. And that's largely what we discovered. And we also found that half the time the kids weren't eating the takeaway, so that was annoying. Or I also got kind of frustrated waiting for the delivery of it. <laughs> it always take an hour. So I'd end up just going and picking it up anyway. And then that was stress being in traffic on a Friday night and so on and so forth. So we quickly realized that we were paying for something that we weren't getting any value from. And we were just as happy throwing something in the oven on a Friday night and not having that pressure of needing to go out and pick up the food. Accommodation is an interesting one. But with accommodation, there's various ways we can attack it. Particularly if you don't have children yet. The rent-a-room scheme is a great opportunity for anybody that has a spare room, even if it's just Monday to Friday. The concept is known as house hacking. And if we can find ways to leverage our house, there's significant savings that we can make. For so many of us, 14,000 euros a year tax-free is the equivalent of earning 28,000 euros a year in the top tax bracket. So we should be looking at that at least as a potential. Mortgage switching and all of those sort of things as well, if we're paying too much on our mortgage interest and so on, we should be considering that particularly important right now of interest rates going up. So there's certain ways that we can look at that. I'm certainly not suggesting downsizing or anything extreme, but just see what can be done when it comes to our housing costs and consider thinking a little bit outside the box. And finally, transport. We drive a car that's 10 years old deliberately. We deliberately try to keep our transport costs low. I would love nothing more 
than to drive a really nice car. In fact, one of the things I've noticed recently in our own household is that our wealth is starting to show in more ways than just our investment portfolio. We are getting a little bit more liberal when it comes to our spending. We recently upgraded my wife's wedding rings. The wedding rings that I got when we got married eight years or so ago were not expensive. And so it just made sense for us now that we had a little bit more money to look to upgrade them. I recently got Invisalign for myself. I needed it because I was getting quite severe tooth pain. But now when you see my smile, it actually looks like a million dollar smile. So there's just little things that are starting to shine through. And certainly a car is going to be on our radar when we've made it. Not a super duper fancy one, but certainly something that's a little bit nicer than a 10 year old car. The point is, is that we're driving the cheaper car and the cheaper per kilometer option now because we want to be saving as much as possible. And we don't want that extra expense of a monthly car loan cost to be paying down. You see, the thing is with cars is that the biggest cost of a car is depreciation. I met a buddy in the school run about a year back. I'm sure I mentioned this on the podcast. And he kind of looked at me and said, ah, he had this lovely Hyundai, brand new thing, Ionic 5. Awesome car. <laughs> looked like something from Back to the Future. Ah, Mike, he said, it's only costing me 12 euros in electricity a week to run. And I got into my, <laughs> I got into my diesel car. And all I could think was, yeah, in my head. You can't say these things, of course. But how much is a depreciation costing you a week? Depreciation is a big hidden factor. So if you are driving a new car, and you do have a loan, and you're new to the fire movement, and you want to think about ways to reduce expenses to build the savings rate up to 50%, like I've mentioned here, perhaps thinking about downgrading the car is possibly one of the easiest ways to hit that 20%. There are lots and lots of ways to go about this, guys. I'm only suggesting the fat expenses today because I'm giving a starting point. I will be covering more of this in future episodes. I want to finish with income because many of you guys are probably thinking 20% income increase. How am I going to pull that off? I will be covering more of this in future episodes as well. I'm just going to leave you guys with this one today. Job switching. The most underrated way for us to increase our income is simply through job switching. When you job switch, you almost always get a pay increase. And the first question that a recruiter or somebody's going to ask you is what is your current income? You should always expect when you job switch to get a pay increase. There is no point in job switching if you don't, short of a personal problem with your work. We should expect a pay increase when we job switch. We are being incentivized to move jobs. If you're willing to job switch every year or two, it is the easiest way to increase your income. It is one of the biggest changes from the millennial generation versus the boomers before us. The boomers were happy having a job for life. The millennials are happy to switch as often as we need. We hold very little loyalty to our employers. And equally, our employers hold very little loyalty to us. In order to get ahead, job switching is likely the best option for the majority of us. If you do not have a LinkedIn profile, please go and create one because LinkedIn is typically your best path to get headhunted for a new position. Be willing and happy to apply for other jobs, even if you're happy in your current role. Be willing to interview as much as you can because interviewing itself is a skill. And finally, be prepared to jump when you can. And even if you don't want to, sometimes perhaps getting a job offer from somewhere else, you could always go back to your current employer and say, hey, look, I'm just letting you know I've received a job offer here and it is for more money. I would like to stay here if possible, but obviously I've got more money on the table. Is there anything more that you can offer me here? Could be a conversation that needs to be had. I will be covering more of this, particularly on expenses and income in future episodes. There's a lot to cover and I want to do it in a slow enough way that I'm not feeling like I'm throwing a whole lot of knowledge at you guys because this stuff is, is crucial 
to how we build our savings rate and how we build our savings up and get going. But I want us to go back to this concept of the 2020 rule because it really is simple, simple maths. 20% reduction in expenses, 20% increase in our net income will allow us to build a savings rate of up to 33%. It's, it's crazy when you, when you look at it in terms of the math. For me, it makes a FIRE movement so accessible for so many people that I am definitely grateful for the opportunity from the Brendan O'Connor Show to get my message out there because I really do think now it's a great time to be in the FIRE movement and to begin your FIRE journey. As always, guys, if you have any questions on this episode, drop me an email at michael at firepodcast.ie. And likewise, if you are new to the show, feel free to drop me an email just to say hello. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.